going on, ladies and gents? This is Dorian. And this is Miss MVP. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to season two of the Combos in the Park podcast for our first time listeners. We greatly thank you for joining us and we hope that you find something that you'll like and continue to come back. And for our day ones and everyone else in between, we greatly appreciate y'all as well. Ms. MVP, how you doing today? Um, I'm okay. I was kind of productive today. No complaints. What about yourself? Oh, today it was a just relaxing day. All I really did was just relax from this work week and get some laundry in. <laughs> Curse words. <laughs> Y'all know how I feel about laundry. <laughs> Not necessarily, but you get my, you feel my pain. Yeah, I mean, laundry shouldn't be a curse word, so to say. I mean, it's it's a simple task. It's just a. Uh, I guess for me, even with laundry, and let's say I don't fold and put up everything, and then I leave it for the next week after I do it, then yeah, I, I, I hate it then because trying to fold two weeks worth of laundry can get very tiresome. I guess. <laughs> Sorry, having some technical difficulties. <laughs> Yeah, but what's what's cracking in the world today? Since those of you who don't know, Dorian left me. <laughs> we're we remote controlling it. He's uh, we're social distancing, and that's the trend nowadays. Social distancing. I guess it is, but um, even with social distancing, uh, seems like we're going to be doing a lot more than that, and. Not just because of Rona, but, especially especially if uh, Metaverse has its way. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm old school. At least I work the bugs out first. That Metaverse is it remind me of that um that TV show um was it Black um Black Mirror. Black Mirror, yeah. When old boy was having sex with his best friend who was a girl, yeah. I mean, a lot of that shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, it, 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 could, it could lead that way, but I just see a lot of different things happening once um once Metaverse really comes into uh into play. Uh, especially now, I mean, if for those that don't know, of course, you know, um, Mark Zuckerberg changed uh, the name of Facebook to Meta. What's Metaverse story? <laughs> <laughs> he changed it to Meta, and that's because, you know, he's thinking outside the box. And again, for those who don't know, Mark Zuckerberg owns Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, and the Oculus VR headset system. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. No wonder I didn't buy it. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, with all that coming into play, and it's, of course, for him only VR, and I've been seeing a lot of VR take shape, especially now with, uh, of course, a lot of people started 
really getting into VR with them. When PlayStation came out with their uh, VR headset, um, I was tempted to get it at the time, but I kind of refrained from it. Uh-huh. Just because I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I first saw it as something novel, but uh-huh. now that more companies are starting to put more money and backing behind VR, especially with Mark or especially with Meta uh, on the Oculus, um, and of course, and I think there's uh, this some articles I've been reading about it too, saying that uh, a lot of virtual land is starting to be bought in the metaverse, so. Especially like uh, Snoop Dogg, I think, bought some neighborhoods in, in the metaverse. And, I don't you know, know. Just... Snoop is going through some shit because now he got his brand of hot dogs going on, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> True, but um, like I said, especially with uh, VR coming into play, I know I was listening to some other podcasts and, and again, just reading articles on this because uh, for those that know me, I'm a, I'm a tech head, so this was very intriguing to me. And just the fact of now you can actually feel like you're sitting at a game through your virtual, you know, do your VR headset, you know, makes things a little different. It does. It puts a lot of things into perspective when it comes to that. Um, but I, me personally, I don't want us to get away from the human experience. We have a lot of people who myself suffer from anxiety. You give us a virtual reality, we might not ever leave the house. We might not ever interact with people. Getting away from from (laughs) the human experience is something that alarms me because I think of customer service and how customer service is so sparse. You have, like, if you experience a great customer service, you want to tell everybody about it. And you want, you experience bad customer service, you want to tell everybody about it. We, we already are disconnected because of our social media and cell phones and stuff like that. This is your reality. Um, Metaverse is alarming to me. Yeah, and you know, just to speak on what you said about the uh, the people in anxiety and everything else. I mean, if you really think about it, if we get to the point to where we're living a majority of our lives in virtual space, just think about the you know, and like again, you get away from the human element. You got people that have these big luscious mansions and everything else, but if you start living within a virtual world, you don't need that much space. All you really need is a little area to call yourself, call quote unquote home and a bathroom. And that's it. Like you could, a pretty much a studio apartment is what most people will probably need. I don't know. I, I, I don't, me personally, I don't see our generation hopping right on board to it. Oh yeah, our generation wouldn't know. Um, the kids, of course, because they're born into this. Um, the the little bit of space I've seen it, and it is valid. 
I was it was a TikTok where this lady had recorded her husband on top of a, a building. She she put the headset on him and then she just pushed him and he fell onto the floor like he was swimming. He was screaming. So I was like, that's interesting because now I want to push somebody off of the building in the virtual reality world. So I was like, okay. But then I didn't know that you can also watch what they were doing on the on the TV. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning as I'm going. Um, I, I just don't see how it's going to connect. It's, it's going to be a disconnect somewhere. It's going to be, but I still, again, like, like a lot of this, when you start putting them, when I start putting the metaverse together and I start thinking of the big push for um, NFTs now. Yeah. Um, and you got um, Bitcoin and everything else. So now you're getting all these um, digital currencies out there. So, you know, it, it makes me kind of sort of think about it and throw my, I guess you say my conspiracy hat on that, um, you know, we're going to be pushing more towards a digital space a lot faster than we have in recent years. I get it. But nothing beats that's happening to reality, though. <laughs> nothing. I don't it care. It, but... How many reality verses do you have? Where where is your current mental state, and where is your current real estate? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't live in that metaverse. You can use it as an escape pod, but when your battery go low, you got to tap in. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, but you, but like you said, you know, you'll have those people that will tap into it because just like the um the social media influencer you know they a lot of them will get by or you know they get addicted to having those likes and everything else and quote unquote themselves being an influence what if you start having these vr influencers where their you know their main thing is to stay plugged in as much as possible well I'm proud to you shouter <laughs> <laughs> I got things to do I mean, I get you, hell, that's your job. Do your thing. I can't, yeah. I can't make you do nothing else more than what you already doing. But I'm I'm speaking of the the reality side of it. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, I just I guess for me, like I said, with this big push for virtual reality. I just see a lot of things probably going away on the quote unquote reality side. Yes, definitely. I mean, you got people who are going live and you have the the Snapchats, you have the Instagram TV, you have the Facebook streaming um, or whatever it's called. And you have the Twitter spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss Periscope, but this. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Um, but when you come to the metaverses, how are you going to do that? You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a lot of people who are going to lose followers or lose people because 
if a parent has four or five kids, they're not going to buy a headset for every child. Right. This thing is $380 almost. Yeah, yeah, and independent. But like I said, if it, once it starts getting widespread, of course, with anything else, we're going to see the price drop. Yeah, but what I'm saying... It's more accessible, but... Go ahead. It's going to... It's going to be somebody, like I said, it's going to be lost, in my opinion. That's just because I look for things in the future. I, I, I spend on things that make sense. This doesn't make sense just to say I got it and just to say I can do virtual reality. It makes no sense to me. And I understand those who are techies or tech heads or whatever you want to call it. I get it. I understand the reason behind it. However, I don't feed into the BS just yet. Right. Because, I mean, also on the positive side, it can be something to where it could be beneficial for the landscape. Like I was thinking about podcasting itself, like what if Let's just say, you know, we were we were had the opportunity to be on the jumping edge of everything and we had a virtual space in the metaverse. You know how it could influence to to have someone actually um interact with us, so to say, in that in that virtual space? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it, but hell, they can do that. <laughs> going live. I mean, we can have spaces and we can ask people to chime in or what have you. But Right, but I mean, having them chime in, but it's, di- you know, having them chime in from their spot is different than them actually feel like they're sitting, you know, in the same space as us. I get it. I understand. I mean, I wouldn't mind that happening. I mean, that would just change the whole way of, of interactivity. <laughs> You want to virtually punch me or some shit that I said because I'm facing <laughs> shit. Punch me. I get it. <laughs> I feel your pain. <laughs> but nah, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was just those are the main things I was just really thinking about when it came to the metaverse. And like I said, just certain things coming together just made me start throwing my um, my conspiracy theory hat on on you know, maybe they want us so plugged in when we really could be like in the Matrix. We're so tapped in that they're doing a whole bunch of other stuff on our side that we don't even know about. They do this shit now. Have you watched the new Matrix, speaking of the Matrix? But no, I have not seen uh, the new Matrix yet. Have you? So I started off watching it uh-huh. and it was a it was a a hard spill for me to watch. So I went back and watched two. And I was like, okay, 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 okay. I understand. I remember this part. Okay. I was like, well, let me go back to four. And I was like, okay, no, let me go back. So I went and watched I went and watched the ending of three. I'm like, but I don't remember this part. So I went back and watched the end of the two. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to watch all three and then I'll roll over to the next one. Mm-hmm. So no, I went back to watch Harry Potter. 
Yeah. Neo had got on my nerves for a second. I was overload. <laughs> Jada was getting on my nerves. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have not had a chance to watch it. I totally forgot that the new one that came out. Yeah. Again, because again, everything else was going on and I was too busy trying to catch up on some Marvel stuff I missed. I did watch the first three episodes of Peacemaker last night. How was that? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, today, this weekend has been my TV weekend. If y'all don't have it, I try to catch up on things, but Peacemaker, I'm like, why did he get a spinoff? And so, okay, I watched those. And then today, in the midst of me doing everything that I was doing, I was like, okay, I'm going through HBO Max and I come across Harley Quinn cartoon that has hellified cussing in it. Yes. The Legion of Doom. <laughs> um, she's trying to get them to turn on her. She's trying to be a member of that. And I'm like, where was this? And I'm like, okay, so I'm not even going to do all that. So, yeah. Shout out to HBO Max. I'm <laughs> <laughs> through. Angela with Sex in the City, but that's a different story. I've heard that isn't um, not uh, st- holding up to uh, as high regard as the original series. It just depends on. For me and my crew, it's hitting on every corner. It's very nostalgic. Um, for me, personally, only thing missing is Samantha. But everything else is hitting. And they listened to the fans when they said there's no black women representation. Mm-hmm. They said, okay, no problem. We'll fix it. They had the white women. They had the gay community. This go around, they got the black women. They got the gay community. They got the non-binary. They have the curious. They have the educated black. They have, and they listen to everybody. I appreciate it. From a writer's standpoint, I can't I can't say anything negative about it. It's very emotional to me because I see how she is dealing with the day to day. And I see how she is trying to get back to herself. Her husband died, right? She was real close to her husband, of course, blah, 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 blah. My dad died. Everything that she went through I won't say she that the character went through the stages of grief, but she went through what she went through and it resonated with me. So I'm like, okay, I wasn't just tripping. Somebody had to go through this in order to write it. So I'm like, okay, boom. Next thing, friends arguing like, look, you keep running the right way. I actually have a friend at one point in time who was dealing with an addiction problem. I pointed it out. You, you know, you if you're true friends, you're gonna tell. And yeah. here, a friend is dealing with an addiction issue. So I hadn't come across anybody with any fertility issues. One of the characters have fertility issues, but a black woman at that. So um that's something that needed to be a light shed upon because not all black women are of childbearing capabilities. 
Right. Um, black women do have a high chance of having a difficult childbirth. Um, Serena Williams talks very, um, very highly on how she had issues with childbirth during her daughter's, um, during her pregnancy. Um, I don't know too many details about it because that it, it kind of gets emotional for me. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a lot that's being touched on. And now, whomever says that it's not touching for them, I don't know if they thought that they were going to be the same 20-year-old women, 30-year-old women who were club hopping. Um, men after men, party after party, or whatever. They're 53 and 55 years old. You know what I'm saying? Their moms, their children are teenagers now, and they're just showing sex in the city from a different aspect, which, again, this show is not about that. I'm just commenting on it. it. I like it. I really like it. I don't see any issues with it, and I appreciate them bringing it back. Okay. Like that. That's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> That's on ATM Max as well. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been yeah, I've, I've been catching up on some shows. I I watched Iron. I'm gonna say Iron Man. No, I watched Hawkeye. Um, didn't watch it. I got Disney Channel. I don't watch shit. <laughs> <laughs> I started watching um the Book of Boba Fett, and from the couple episodes I've watched, I've enjoyed it. Um, especially the first two, I haven't watched the third one yet. Um, I probably will probably later on. I watched the third episode and like I said, it was mainly just getting into my Marvel stuff, but I do like the approach that they are taking with, um, Book of Boba Fett, where they'll, they start with the current, they start with the present. Uh-huh. And then when he's resting or or I won't even say resting but let's say he's uh he's in his in his tank I'll just say that he's in his tank to recover from you know the day they'll flash back to um when Boba Fett was um in that pit from the end of uh Return of the Jedi and then kind of working his way towards the present, so you kind of get that history of what was going on with him before he showed up in the Mandalorian series. Which I think is a is an interesting take on how to, you know, kind of tie in everything instead of just it being, oh, someone sparks up something, now you get that flashback scene. So is Billy D. Williams in there? <laughs> no, Billy D. Williams is not in it. As far as I've seen. Gotcha. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> I know, can know, because I know the Star Wars uh, stuff can be over your head sometimes. Well, I know that Bubble Fett spent a lot of time with Lando. <laughs> I do know that part. <laughs> Am I wrong? I won't say he spent a lot of time with Lando, but I mean, they were, you know, they were both kind of introduced within the same movie. Okay, so <laughs> I wasn't lying. No, just a little off, but it's all right. Shit, just Not a your little. Tea. Tea. I'm a lot of off most of the time. <laughs> it's all good. 
Yeah. I um I of course I'm not a big fan of Star Wars. Actually, me and Candace was talking about that about a week ago. I was like, listen, I said when you talk to she said I want the um she's like, I want to watch it. I said, look, I'm gonna call Dorian and he's gonna tell you which order to write to watch then. I said I wrote it down years ago. Because you gotta watch like number 14 first, then go back and watch number two, and then go watch the prequel to this. And I said, look, that shit is not in order. <laughs> no, it's definitely not in order. I saw that said, but it is a love story. So I've been told. <laughs> uh the first three years pretty much a love story. Well, not I take that back. The prequel series is kind of like a love See, story. Why the prequel got a series? <laughs> prequel means before. Like you don't need a series. Okay, never mind. I'm not gonna get started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have my prequel breakfast. Yeah. I mean, my, my three course breakfast before my breakfast. What the fuck? Well, okay. I mean, when they first came out with it, you know, they yeah. touched on that story and people were wondering, man, well, it's what, like what happened years. before then? So yeah. they went, they went before then. Nah. It's like 72 unnecessary movies. Just put the shit in order and bada bing, bada boom. Well, I mean, there's not that Star Wars is not the only series that did their movies out of order. Who else did it? Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I can't <laughs> I can't vouch for that. <laughs> because I'm trying to think in my head real fast for a rebuttal and I can't. <laughs> <laughs> How was that out of order? Yeah, as far as the story, yeah, a lot of the um cause if I remember it's if I'm remembering this correctly, the original Fast and Furious, the I think it was Tokyo, no, Fast and the yeah, Tokyo Drift happened before the original Fast and the Furious, as well as another one that came after that. So yeah, their timeline is all kind of messed up. So it ain't just flowing from movie after movie. I think Fast and the Furious was told the right way. Were you talking about the way the characters were introduced? Well, not just the way the characters were introduced, but like it, I, wrote, I forgot what I saw it on YouTube, but someone broke down where... Believe <laughs> shit on YouTube. I'm listening. I'm, that no, I mean, it, it, was, it was a legitimate... Um, legitimate website, I think it was IGN or somebody that um, actually told, you know, broke down which movies fall within the Fast and Furious timeline. And I know it was a lot of other ones before the first movie came out that were supposed to be set before the first movie came out. I'm going to have to do some research, put a pin in that one. (laughs) I know the Fast and the Furious it was something that was released back in the fifties, but I'm gonna have to, <laughs> have to put a pin in that and yeah. see if they're the same thing. Cause I, I don't think I think you're lying to me, but I believe you though. <laughs> if that ain't the most backward ass compliment, <laughs> I believe you though, but I believe you're lying Being to in me. The back. I mean, I could have said some something else. <laughs> <laughs> I would have preferred you say something else. 
I did. I <laughs> but then you can't say I'm lying to you. Is it huh? like 12? Is it like 12 of them? Nine? If you don't count um, Hobbs and Shaw? That was a wasted spinoff. But... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, I no, I, take it back. I think they're filming. I think nine is being filmed. I don't know. I can look it up, but I don't care that much. I do know that, um, um, damn, Mr. Sexy Man, Sung Ho, Sung Kang, um, his character did come back. He wasn't dead after all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? You heard me a little bit in the background. Uh, yeah. My man. I'm sorry. That Japanese man is six and shit. Right. I don't care what you say. You don't see me judging whatever floats your boot. I don't see you do nothing. <laughs> whatever floats your boot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. But yeah, um, I'm going to have to do some research. Hold on. Let's see. Okay. So Fast and Furious 10 production day has a 2023 production day. Are you serious? And Fast 9 came out and it says it's 25 minutes long. Fast, there's no way Fast 9 came out already. It says F9. Release date June twenty fifth. Twenty five minutes long out for fifty million dollars. No seven seven twenty six point two million. I don't. I think somebody. Yeah, someone messed that up. (laughs) Anywho, fact checking on the spot. Yep. Because Dory ain't lying to me, but I believe. Now, see, yep, okay, here it is. This is how the timeline is supposed to be for the Fast and Furious series. The Fast and the Furious came out in 2001. That's supposed to be the first movie. Then Too Fast, Too Furious came out in 2003. Wait a minute now, how you watch? They got it in order, so, but that's not the actual. Okay, here we go. I don't believe you. See, told you. <laughs> <laughs> I trust you, though. Mm. No, that's, the, that's the order of the way that the movies came out. That's not. Yes, it is. You tripping. Just say you missed one. Tokyo Drift didn't have a number. So that's what probably threw you off. But neither did Fast and the Fur- neither did Fast and Furious. The first one? No, because that's what was. You know what? I take that back. I may have been wrong, but that's what threw me off because they have the Fast and the Furious, and they have Fast and Furious. I don't get what you just said. Okay, the original movie, The Fast and the Furious, right? That one came out two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Then they have a movie called, which is in the same series. Fast and Furious, which came out 2009. 
That was what's throwing me off. Because I know when that first came out, I was like, why are they rebooting Fast and Furious for? But I ain't even going to try and go into it anymore. I could be wrong. I believe, though. If I find it, if I find it, best believe I find it, I'm posting it on social media. I'm going to prove myself right. No, he ain't. <laughs> <laughs> no, he ain't. <laughs> Cause you, how do we get on this? Um, because of Star Wars, you said because of Star Wars timeline. Oh yeah, and I was saying that there was another series that had a botched up timeline based on movie releases. Yeah, the Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. Then they had Turbo Turbo Charge came out the same year. The Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Los Bandoleros, I guess that's how you say it. Yeah, Fast that was supposed five. to be thing before Fast Five, yeah. Fast and the Furious 6, Furious 7, The Fate of the Furious, which was 8, Fast 9, or F9, like it's a computer key, <laughs> and... Fast and the Furious 10, which is that shit's in order. Is Fast and the Furious 4 a prequel? The last the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift is listed as the prequel. See? But you you didn't tell me that though. I had to go and find that. But we're not here for debate. No. But I was right. I may not have said it, but I, I was right. Timeline was off based on movie releases. Whatever. I found your article that you were trying to um trying to pull up. It says how the Fast and the Furious movie snuck in its own prequel trilogy. The Fast and the Furious gang is back in F9, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so it says, and it keeps on with the long-lasting collaboration with actor Song Kang, his ca- character Han Lu returned, and of course Han was killed off in the earlier movies. Therein lies the, the key to the Fast and the Furious prequel trilogy, blah, 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 blah. The Fast and the Furious series took a while to land its own reincarnation or incarnation. I'll go back and read it. It's on the TV if y'all want to read it. I'm going to read it to y'all. <laughs> Okay. I don't care what you say. Um, I like the series. I think I stopped watching it at six though. <laughs> and watch more after that. That might have to be reserved for another movie weekend. Yeah, I I watched um uh, the first seven. After seven, yeah, I kinda kinda tapped out after that point. I was like, it, was, it was only one more to watch. The other one just came out. <laughs> I know, but, well, I mean, because I don't know. I, I, I was a Paul Walker fan, so once he was gone, it was like, okay, I really had much else to really, you know, watch it for at that point. But didn't he pass away during five? No. No, he passed away during seven. Oh, okay. 
I understand. <laughs> I understand. You want to hear something funny? What's up? So I learned that Coco learned how to um, eat sunflower seeds. Huh? Coco is my dabble Dotson. <laughs> 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 and I had some sunflower seeds and I dropped like one or two of them while we were outside. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> she picked it up. I'm thinking, you know, she's going to walk past it. Nope. She sat down, and you know Coco don't sit down. <laughs> She's a lady. She's not gonna sit on the grass. <laughs> she picked it up and she cracked it, spit the shell out, kept the seed. I said, "I'll be damned!" I threw her another one. She did the same thing. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so where? She, I guess my big question is, where the hell she picked that up from? I don't know. Bacon has started lying to me. Bacon is my other doctor. <laughs> Bacon has started limping. Okay, so you know they got their harnesses on, right? Yeah. Whenever Bacon is don't want to go outside or feels like she's not getting enough attention, mm-hmm. She will literally limp. She needs to get a treat. So the other day, I actually called a vet because it had lasted a little too long. (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit, my baby hurt for real. So that was like, we can work you in. Come on in, blah, 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 blah. It was like Sunday. I was like, okay. So... I called Coco down. I was like, come on, Coco, get you a treat. And Bacon little fat ass heard it. And she, I was like, oh, little bitch, you like him. <laughs> she, she took that treat from Coco so fast and ran away. I was like, oh, okay, a minute ago, for half an hour, you were limping. Now treats are involved. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin flavor, to be exact. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Yeah. They're my baby, so. Sound like real children now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. But I would love to, um, going back to your metaverse, I would like to be able to experience something that's in the live capacity whether it's a game or sitting in a courtroom watching a a verdict or a hearing of a high-profile case or just anything. I don't want it to be where we're so disconnected that it's going to hinder us. Like, it would be great for students who are online, university students, mm-hmm. to participate in a lecture that their professor is having with the class versus just always reading something. Yeah. I can see that. Or 
that could be a lot of money in that too. Because now, if you really if just it's, think sitting here thinking and expanding on it, like even if you say Harvard, if Harvard is giving away instead of you know maybe having up to maybe fifty students in a classroom, now you just open the doors to anyone that has a VR headset, and now you could charge extra. For just taking that course, you don't even have to go to the whole curriculum now. Well, I mean, you have to the whole curriculum. Yeah, I get. I mean, they're gonna charge by the class anyway. But yeah, um, you just want just to sit in like a one time? No, I mean like now instead of them having fifty, you know, let's say they teach this one course and it's only fifty students in that classroom. Now they can open up that where they just say instead of having those 50 students, now they can open it up to the entire world. Now they can have up to thousands of students, you know, partaking in this course. Uh-huh. So now instead of just getting money from those 50 students or however many students are taking that course throughout the year, they just expanded, you know, their intake of, 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 of cash by opening it up to, to anyone doing VR. I'm mad you use Harvard and not a HBCU. Hello. We're promoting black excellence, black education. I get that. But if we're going to talk about the college system and the way that they like to milk people, there's going to be make, there's going to be those PWIs that are high in high regard. That's going to do it the worst. Um, and don't get it wrong. HBCUs do. They milk you. <laughs> 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 they milk you with pride. Hell, I just got a bill from the Alabama State University about eight months ago for eight hundred dollars that they can't explain. Excuse <laughs> me, from two thousand and six, y'all got to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and we'll plus, I'm, plus, I'm pretty sure that there would. I will probably start looking into positions or those kind of jobs to where all you're doing is maybe sitting in one of those live spaces with the headset on and being a person, you know, being able to project that for everyone. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a wide range of things that can happen and change. Um, That's a lot more opportunities for us as humans to learn mm-hmm. I, me personally just aren't, I'm not satisfied with the fact, <clears throat> excuse me with the fact that we don't know how to disconnect from the virtual world to tap back into reality the way that some people of course hide behind their Twitter fingers. And Twitter fingers. (laughs) They hide behind um, their profile pictures, whether it's real or fake. Right. For people that you may never see. And the, excuse me, the disregard that they have for people in real life, as far as like, hell, even in traffic. Me, going down the road and seeing some of these people just cruising. And you wonder why they cruising. They got one hand on the steering wheel. 
They head turned to the right. Text them. You going that slow so you can react. It ain't that important. Just imagine when headsets get involved. Oh, hell no. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People don't, some people don't know how to disconnect. And I'm not saying that everybody will do this or experience well, no, I, I take that back. And the headset may not be hazardous in only one car. You mean the Tesla? Yep. <laughs> you mean that the Tesla that has a $30,000 battery that you have to buy when your car goes dead? That yeah. Tesla? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, because I mean, if you're, you got an auto job for you, then yeah, you can probably be on your headset with no problem. Uh-uh. <laughs> Why would you even promote that? Look, his views are his views only, <laughs> not combos and the point views. We do not share certain views. <laughs> that is your disclaimer. <laughs> Uh, you're right but no yeah if they I don't even think that it will be I would hope that someone is not crazy enough to try to drive while they have a VR headset on that's just causing yeah that's just looking for something crazy to happen I don't know I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing, but it's still alarming. Yeah. Yeah, it will be alarming, but as with anything that's new, you know, you got to have that period to see exactly where the the flaws of it or, or shortcomings are before they, you know, kind of fine-tune it and maybe improve. But again, the, the biggest thing that's Again, what you spoke to is going to be the disconnect. It is. It really is. I just hope that, you know, as human beings, we can we can come across something that's uh, a happy medium. Right. And with everything in moderation is going to be the key. But we have to make sure that, you know, life as we know it still goes on. Yes, there are going to be opportunities for us, like you said, to um, enjoy concerts, enjoy games. You have the um, the handicap that can't enjoy a lot of things because things are too far away. They don't have someone to drive them or they don't want to feel like they're inconvenienced to people. They can Ooh. enjoy. Or even experience the, you know, through VR experience that they can actually walk. That's what I'm saying. They can yeah. experience things that they won't have to burden anybody. Yeah. Um, hell, going to, like you said, football games, concerts, or conventions, or what have you, it can be there. It can be open to them. Yeah. However, I won't I, as a human, want to have the human experience. And I I know that I've said this in the past. I like to be in the moment so much. I very rarely have any pictures of events that I go to or things that I'm I'm in in a family setting. Not just, you know, the kids have a function going on, but as a family setting. Because I want to be in the moment. I want to be there. 
I don't want to be taking pictures and then go back to that moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's just me. Oh no, completely understand. I mean, like I said, for me being a tech head, like I said, I do find what they wanted to do with the metaverse interesting. I just don't want, like you said, I just don't want the bad side to come out to where they're tapping in or it gets to the point to where, you know, now we're just having these experiences, but, you know, now they're adding extra things or we're getting chipped up to, you know, to to kind of feel what we're seeing in the virtual world. So now we're completely tapping out of reality at that point. You know what I'm saying? Now we're just vegetables stuck in the virtual world. I don't want to get to that point, but I do, like you said, I do see the advantages of the virtual world, especially for like people with, you know, handicaps or disabilities, you know, to be able to interact with people, you know, as they would wish as, you know, being quote unquote normal. Um, But I can also see the bad side too, where if you got someone that is way too off kilter, and they may get pleasure off of going to a virtual space and being that, being the first virtual serial killer, so to say. Of course. You're going to have a lot of people who want to be the first something. Yeah. Um, I'm the first person that slaps somebody in the virtual space. That ain't going to be true. <laughs> There's probably a lot of people that got slapped. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... It's going to be something. It's going to be a sight to see when things start popping off and um, different companies hop on and different platforms are opened up. It's going to be a sight to see. And I just hope that I'm able to see the growth in it. I would love to be a part of it, even though it's scary to me uh, on the on the change that's possibly coming when it comes to the virtual world. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm open to it, so I'm not opposed to change it just frightens me that some people are not going to be responsible enough to handle it yeah yeah that is true that's the only thing (laughs) Uh, if you want to see some crazy stuff um, go on YouTube and just google VR chat you will see some crazy things I think uh, from VR chat, I think that's where we got um, the Uganda Knuckles memes from. Do you know the way? Mm-hmm. Like I said, you'll, you'll see some crazy stuff on there just for any of those that are, you know, uh, interested in seeing what the crazier side of VR could possibly turn up being. Hmm. I'll take that into consideration. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's really all I had for for my topic today. Well, good job. It was a very interesting topic. Well, thank you. <laughs> what you got for us in the mental space there, Miss MVP? Oh, we've already touched on it, like (laughs) being disconnected. (laughs) And so many of us who are disconnected to it, it's scary. Um, I get it. 
suffering from anxiety, you have to be able to tap in. Um, People who have mental issues, and I'll say it again, I'll say it time after time after time, check on your strong friends. Yes. It's hard enough for them to tackle and and take care of everything. It's also hard on them that nobody considers asking them how they're doing when they're always checking on other people. And I'm not just saying a phone conversation because they called you. Beat them to the punch. Let them know, hey, you know, you always take care of this. I got this for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Something simple. Hey, I'm at the grocery store. I got you, you know, some milk, some bread, some cheese. And they might have been like, you know what? Thank you. And boom, if you're close enough to do it. Right. DoorDash, what have you. Hey, look, you know, I got dinner for you tonight. You never know how much of a burden you're taking off of them. Because your strong friends work in autopilot. And they just do things so naturally that it comes second nature that you don't know what's going on. So check check on them and make sure they're doing good. Um, your, your single friends who are, you know, in autopilot all the time, your ones who have family or are caregivers or whatever their situation is just check on them shoot them a message you know say hey you know i'm here for you but be genuine about it don't just be feeding them bullshit yeah and you know help them out enough said something like that (laughs) (laughs) enough said straight to the point yeah definitely check on your strong friends they need it too. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Well, I'm gonna always check on folks, whether you're strong, weak, or whatever. And I'm I'm gonna treat everybody the same. Some people have to treat with kid gloves, but you know, sometimes I have to take them off. Everybody get cussed out the same, everybody get the same look. It's determination. <laughs> Leave it across the board. <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. Some, some people I have to use, you know, a little bit more seasoning with and some, you know, without. Without seasoning? Oh, my goodness. Oof. Some of them. I have to, you know, put it on there and let them figure it out themselves. <laughs> must, be a, must be a very little bland individual. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Any final words? Um, no. Wow. Yeah, none. None that I could think of that come to my head instantly. Um, I mean, you pretty much touched everything on the head. Look out for your strong friends, and again, just look out for each other, and take care of your own mental mental space. You know, if you gotta distance yourself for a bit, you know, go ahead and do so. But you know, just. Don't distance yourself to the point to where um, no one can reach out to you if something drastic were to happen. But, you know, I can 
could completely understand, you know, just wanted to get away from people for a minute because people in plural can be uh, very tiring. <laughs> I'm not going to speak on that. <laughs> <laughs> I love people. Of course, I hate stupid people. But I hate people who ask me what I'm doing as they're watching me do it. You see, I'm checking out at the grocery store. Hey, what you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm gassing up my spaceship. What the hell does it look like I'm doing? Right. I don't know. It just hurts me. <laughs> Space filled with conversations. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, sober episode. Oh, lucky us. <laughs> no wines this time. No wines, no Prosecco, no vodka. Nothing. Just are you okay? H2O. I'm perfectly fine, sir. How are you doing? I'm good. I was playing Bob the Builder today. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one of the cabinet doors. <laughs> Don't work no more. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I bought a whole new cabinet. I have to take the whole cabinet back because <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving homes. <laughs> oh, boy. You leave me with power tools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, with that being said. Good night. Um, <laughs> If you got something that you want to add to this conversation, hit us up at parkventureconvosinthepark.com or catch us on all the social media platforms. Or you can catch us directly at convosinthepark.com. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, have you had that convo yet? <laughs> Why not? Good night. <laughs> Get you next time. Peace. <laughs>